Welcome back to another episode of the Circle of Knowledge podcast. This is your host, John Kovach Jr. Really excited about today's interview. I'm really excited to just jump on in and get in, uh, get, get into this process because this is a there's, there's a lot of stories to be told and a lot of information to be had. But I'm really excited just again to announce that the uh, Champion Circle Networking Association, based in Salt Lake City, Utah, is growing. And if you want to learn more about the networking association that we do, it is. It, well, it's a, it, it's it's grown, and you can find it online at mychampioncircle.com. If you want to go check that out, it'll take you to a, a, an opportunity to learn about what we're doing, where our events are at, and so much more. Um, but I want to get into today's conversations because today I'm going to interview an individual who has helped over you know several thousands of like he's let so many people get into medical school and to uh, get placed there, and I wanted to talk more about that. Um, I have the opportunity of interviewing Shirag Shamasian, and uh, uh, he is the founder of Shamasian Academic Consulting, one of the world's foremost experts on uh, medical school admissions, college admissions, and graduate school admissions. Um, For nearly 20 years, he and his team have helped thousands of students get into medical school and top colleges using his uh, systematic and uh, proprietary approach, which I'm excited to talk about, to get into. And uh, um, I, I, I'm really excited too, because I have uh, two family members who were brilliantly minded and uh, made it to medical school and uh, did some really cool stuff there. And then my brother and I were more of the athletes, so we, uh, we didn't go the medical route. But uh, I'm really excited to introduce you guys to Shirag Shamasian. Shirag, thank you so much for joining me on the Circle of Knowledge podcast today. Hey, thanks for having me, John. It was it was funny when you were saying Circle of Knowledge and then you said Shamasian Academic Consulting. I was like, one of these rolls off the tongue a little bit more easily than other than the other. So. That was pretty funny. To good, me. good tongue twisters, but you and I are, we're, we're um, our backgrounds come from some, several parts of the world that uh, people just don't know how to pronounce it correctly. And I, I, yes. I, I respect that. It's okay. We're used to that. But uh, yep, as I was saying, here. I have two sisters who uh, went off to medical school. One's just wrapping up her degree and it's, it's cool and it's refreshing to kind of hear a little bit about you and your background mm-hmm. and there was my brother and I. We were the uh, we were the jocks. <laughs> mm. well, congratulations we to your sisters. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I want to I want to pass the mic on over to you because uh, obviously I've I've shared a little bit of your bio, but there's so much yes. more to you. Um, and and here's the first loaded question, which is mm. tell us a little bit about how you got here today. What's your background? How'd you get here? And uh, and, and and so forth. Why do you do it? And and I'm really excited to just dive more into that. Yeah, it's this is one of those things. This is one of those jobs where I've never heard, you know, an eight, 10 year old, when you ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up, say, I want to be a medical school admissions consultant. I've never heard that. I don't think I ever will. So it's not something you think about when you're a little kid. Uh, Certainly not something that I thought about when I was a kid. Um, But really, John, it was born out of necessity. uh, And it grew organically. And What I mean by that is, you know, we were talking before we got on about how I grew up in Los Angeles and I have immigrant parents and, you know, they were they handed over to my brother and me what I call the immigrant menu, right, of of career options. So you get to be a doctor, a dentist, you know, an engineer, lawyer, (laughs) that kind of thing. Uh, And my brother and I love the life sciences and we were drawn to medicine when we were kids and, you know, to, to good colleges. My parents were always pushing for that. And 
then we got to the point of high school and we we're like all right time for college what do we do they're like we don't know we didn't go to school here and we we're like okay um and it was a little bit of a emperor has no clothes kind of situation and mm -hmm. and so we had to you know learn ourselves how to get into great colleges and you know graduate programs and so on and so we were self-taught and this was you know we're talking in 2022 but i'm talking the days where you have to go to barnes and noble if you want to learn anything you know and, right. and pick up a book and it's kind of funny now but so you know i was self-taught with the process and i want to go to a great school and i was able to get into cornell and along and you know get you know full scholarships and graduate debt free and all that kind of stuff and along the way I just started getting a lot of questions from people who had similar aspirations, but didn't know how to do it. And they're like, Hey, like, you know, I heard you got into the school and you're getting these scholarships, like kind of want to do those things too. And so started helping people. They're successful. They tell their friend who tells their cousin who, you know, that kind of thing. So it's kind of a little bit contained. Uh, and then over time, you know, what ended up happening is I started writing, about these topics, you know, I started thinking more about these topics, writing more about these topics. But when I was in college, too, I was helping people get into med school. So I was just like developing an interest in this because I wanted to get into these types of programs. Now, so what happened along the way is as I was helping other people and the word of mouth grew, I was like, all right, there are some there have to be some resources because I find myself sharing similar pieces of knowledge, like foundational knowledge for people and started blogging about it. And it really just kind of snowballed from there. And as I was helping more people and they were having tremendous success, I was like, okay, I really love this. And this is something that's adding a ton of value to the world. And I just want to help more people with this process. And, and that's really how I got into it. Again, it was out of my own self-interest. I don't mean that in a negative way, but, you know, I wanted to get into grade school. So I learned, helped other people. They got in, it grew. And, and now we're here. Uh, and this is what I do full time. That's amazing. I have to tell you uh, that it's, a, it's amazing how you take the, the, the interest of other people who say, Hey, I see what you're doing. And I want to learn more about that. And uh, mm -hmm. it, it's fascinating to me. Uh, when I was in college, uh, I, I, I ended up cash flowing my college experience. And part of the people and the process who helped fund that process were uh, my peers because mm. they didn't know that there was this thing on campus called the Career Resource Center. And I was like hanging out there every day. And uh, these kids were like, how do you, how are you getting these internships? How are you getting mm. these jobs? How are you, how is your resume and your LinkedIn profile looking so great? And I was like, pay me a hundred bucks and I'll do it for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would just take yeah. their stuff and go to the career resource center, do it for them there. Then come back and be like, here you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously what, what you've done and what you're doing is, is far more than just career resource. It, it, it's placement. It's creating opportunities for people that, you know, just may need a little bit more information, a little bit more mm -hmm. connection. And I, I respect that. And I think that's super cool. Um, and, and it's funny too, that you say the, that, you know, no one grows up saying, I want to, I want to be a, 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 a placement counselor. Like I want to put people there, but right. it, it, it's amazing what skill sets we develop through our own experiences and we can turn around. And I think that those who can turn around and monetize and create, things from the masterful experiences they've received that's the kind of people that we need to learn from and so i'm excited to learn from you today and, and more of that topic but um, um diving deeper into what it is that you're obviously doing today and you're providing those resources for more and more people um what are, what are some of the general questions you get like what are some of the things that people are usually looking for and what are some resources you obviously provide and respond yep. to some of these things 
Yeah. I mean, I feel like any expert in any field will probably have a shared experience with, with what I'll say now. Essentially, people come into calls with me with their resumes and their stats, you know, their GPA and their test scores and all this kind of stuff. And one of the things that people love to ask is, well, what are my chances? Mm-hmm. Just like that general question. I think they're looking for me to say like 72, uh, but that's that's sort of an arbitrary number. And and really what people are looking to understand is, okay, like I know I have to do well academically. I know that I have to do well extracurricularly, but I don't quite know what's enough. I don't know what good extracurriculars look like. I don't know what stats are sufficient. I don't know what schools I should apply to based on my whole profile. Because in the States, of course, we have holistic admissions where they consider every aspect of your background. This is a very American concept. Something that we take for granted is not practiced around the world. And so we have a lot of families too who, again, their parents are immigrants um, from India, from Korea, from China, from the Middle East, whatever. And, you know, they often say, well, we don't know what this whole like essay, what essays, rec letters, like what's what's that all about? And so our job is really like when I hear these questions, I'm, I'm hearing, you know, questions that are like big, big questions. What are my chances? Where do I apply? And my job is to make it very granular about, you know, understanding, you know, how you performed academically, but also as far as extracurriculars, how many hours did you have in different categories? What was your depth of experience? What were your increasing responsibilities? What is your personal background? How did you even get here? And make sure to identify themes that cut across different experiences and seeing, okay, what schools does your profile really match with? How do we, you know, write essays in such a way that a school says, aha, that's, that's, he's one of us or she's one of us. Um, that's our job, essentially developing an overall application narrative, assisting with developing essays, interview coaching, you know, waitlist letter support. We also offer one-on-one test prep for MCAT and et cetera. So it's really just comprehensive planning around how do you position yourself to be successful with these admissions processes. Wow, man, that's 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 fantastic background, and uh, uh, the, the, this process of what you do, and and, and obviously you, you guys have had a lot of success doing it. You've been recognized by the Washington Post, Business Insider. You've had some opportunities to uh, um, speak it's yourself over at Yale and Stanford and UC Berkeley, and on a lot of these various processes. Um, h- how does something like uh, how, how does something like placement and, and, and admissions get the kind of recognition that yours has? Mm. So I think doing it well for a long enough time. I mean, it's it's one of these things where, I mean, you can go looking for publicity and all that kind of stuff. But sure. we've been very fortunate to, you know, to be sort of discovered. Um, you know, I've, I don't spend a dollar on advertising, John, or anything like that. So my thing has always been about developing really high quality resources um, as far as making sure that others, you know, can find the information that they need online. So if you search for some topic on med school admissions, you'll often see our work come up. And that's really impactful because then students are like, oh, like I read this thing. It was super valuable. And then they get in touch. But then similarly, we've had you know, places approach us, um, you know, to see if we'd be a quoted expert or uh, served as an expert witness in, in various legal cases and stuff like this, just because of, you know, the quality you put out there and folks say, wow, you know, this guy must know something. 
Uh, and so that's been a treat. And then, you know, undergraduate research, you know, organizations uh, and school organizations, oftentimes they'll be looking for guest speakers and things like this. So, you know, was recently invited to speak at Harvard um, to, to you know, female students there who are interested in medicine and the biosciences. And it's just an honor, I mean, to be to be invited to these places. And, and my job is just to say, all right, I, mean, I want to deliver, you know, help to y'all and help you wrap your heads around a pretty complex process. And and, you know, when you do when you do that, I think good things follow. Uh, a little pop quiz for my uh, listeners. Um, and, and I'm just curious because I think I know the answer, but I'm actually hoping that I'll be surprised um, for you, Shirag, uh, which group of higher education seekers is more popular for the business and the work that you do? Is it for the undergrad? Is it for the higher grad or is it for like the medical school? Which one's hmm. the most popular? Medical school, uh, hands down, you know, we're, we're by far and away most known for medical school admissions. I mean, we assist a very, uh, you know, small group of undergraduate applicants, uh, you know, students who are very serious about, you know, admissions, especially people who are applying to direct med programs, like those seven or eight year programs that are undergrad through med school, or students who are looking to get into Ivy League schools and things like that, but who want to go into medicine later. Uh, so our bread and butter is assisting people, you know, with getting into medical school, uh, sometimes as early as high school, but usually throughout the college years. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. I figured it was that. That was my thought. And then part yeah. of me was like, I wonder, I wonder if the undergrad process is, is pretty popular too, because of that, 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 what's called the vanity of most people sure. wanting to be placed in either sure. a college or a higher college or getting into the, 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 yeah. the colleges that everyone wants to be a part of. That's certainly a bigger space, right? Because you have more people apply to college than do medical school, not even oh, yeah, close, right? Sure. Um, so it's a much, much bigger space. But, you know, I've decided that I want to become, you know, I want to niche down and become really, really, really expert uh, in a single space or a couple spaces. And, and that's really, you know, how I like to approach my work. That's wonderful. Well, I, I, before we dive more into that, and I also want to ask you the, uh, the golden question of what golden nuggets of knowledge would you like to share with our audience today? But before that, um, just a little bit more about yourself, like what are some of your interests and, um, uh, what, what do you, what do you like to do other than, uh, admission, um, counseling and consulting? <laughs> Sure. So some of it is is very linked to what I do, and some of it is not at all linked to what I do. Um, I I genuinely love people, John. I you know I I'm, you know I I think I'm the kind of person who can like talk to a wall, if you will, and uh, really love to get to know. Yeah, and really just love to get to know people. Uh, you know, one of my favorite parts of the job, in addition to like celebrating people's acceptances and all that kind of stuff, is is just literally getting to know them. Where are you from? Where is your family from? What do you like to do? Why do you want to do this work, etc. And, and just understanding who they are, because, you know, I find great interest in, in every single person that I meet. And, uh, you know, my job allows me to do that. And it's such a blessing, uh, you know, to be able to do that and, and touch, you know, different people in, in this way. And I'm just incredibly humbled and, and grateful for that opportunity. As far as things completely outside of missions consulting, I, my number one hobby, I think it sort of oscillates between food and sports. Uh, by food, I mean, like, I read about food. I look at pictures of food. I make lists about places I want to eat. I cook a lot of food. So I love food and food history and geography and all this kind of stuff um, and traveling for it and et cetera. So that's a huge passion of mine. 
And my wife, you know, sometimes makes fun of me. She's like, why are you watching this show? Like, you can't eat it. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, it gets me excited about, um, you know, X, Y, and Z. She doesn't get it. But anyway, um, I'm also a big sports fan. I love basketball. I'm a huge Lakers fan, even though I'm kind of embarrassed talking about that today uh, in 2022 <laughs> about how they're doing. But no, general sports fan, you know, I, I watch baseball, I watch football, but I'm a big, big basketball lover. That's awesome. And, and I have to share, it was it was something in your bio that really cracked me up, but also made me smile, which was you don't, you don't like the word foodie. It's not, ah. it's not that you're a foodie. It's that you love food. And, That's right. you, and you said that you would uh, travel great lengths and distances to go and have an experience with food, yep. which is, which in a way is better than a, a connoisseur. It's, it's um, a respecter of the arts and a, and a desire for more taste and flavor yep. and, and interest. So I, I, I love that was it. Really interesting. I love it. Yeah. From the hole in the wall to the upscale and everything in between. I mean, I, I, I'm just obsessed. Um, that's and, what I love and, to do. And you've probably got some great stories about restaurants or recommendations mm -hmm. is, I mean, it's hard to pick one out of the many categories of different interests, but has there been one experience or one interest that's just like, look, if you're here, go there now and have this meal or whatever. Uh, I, I'm sure you've got more than, you know, a dozen or so stories, but. I mean, it's so, it's so individual. I mean, because like there is, there's a good story, you know, like behind you know, every like meal and every place and the person who makes it, et cetera. Like, you know, I grew up in Los Angeles and oftentimes I, I find myself recommending, you know, a small like Lebanese Armenian sandwich shop in this corner of Santa Monica and Normandy called Falafel Arax. And, and it's just like, it's the best in this country of that particular thing, which is like, and so, and then there's similar things in, yeah, I mean, but there's things like that in San Diego, like, you know, uh, Baja cuisine and, you know, ceviches and birria and all this kind of stuff. And then also from like the Filipino community, national city and like this area of the Philippines. And just like, uh, I just love getting into that sort of thing um, and and exploring and getting to know like the, the owners and, and asking about how they make stuff and then riffing on that at home. And, um, you know, I, I love that. So if anyone ever wants to get in touch, hey, I'm in this town and I want this kind of dish. What do I do? Like that's, I love answering those questions, but. That's awesome. If we ever, um, if we ever get together in the future, which we totally should. Um, We'd love that. I'm in Los or um, San Diego all the time, but yeah. um, one of my favorite things to do is so I li I lived in the Philippines for a couple of years, did a Ooh. ecclesiastical mission, and um, I was sick and tired of of having people cook for me. I was like, stop it! I can I can cook for myself. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, just teach me what you want to eat, and I'll do it. And so I learned a little bit of uh, Philippine cuisine. And so what I love to do with friends is um, is create a, a an at home Philippine kamayan, which literally. Mm put down the banana leaves we throw the rice pot on the yep. banana leaves and we take the you know the the main dish and pot and we just eat with our hands like come on it's just use your hands and yep. dish them up it's very communal it's fun i love it yeah and i love it and philippine uh food is uh having a big big moment uh in our country which is exciting because i think it's such an underappreciated cuisine yeah Awesome. Yeah, I, I saw recently, and I'll get more into we'll, we'll get back on track here. Um, I saw uh, quite a few more Philippine-based um, food trucks, which taking the road mm -hmm. and spreading the spreading the we'll call it the evangelical um, uh, um, gospel of Filipino cuisine, which is awesome. Amen. It's, it's great. Amen. Um, Lovely. Back to back to you and back to your story. Um, I, I'd love to pour into you and just ask you to share. You know what what are some nuggets of knowledge that you really really 
think that people should know um, things that you've learned or things that you love, um, but but really some impactful things. What's a nugget of knowledge that you'd like to share with my audience? Yeah, I mean, you know, there are two ways for me to think about this. One is about like admissions itself, but then more so about what it takes to, you know, serve people well. And I, I think I'll focus on the latter a little bit because we've talked a little bit about what I do. Um, you know, what I found to be really valuable in my work is really, again, you know, we were talking about niching down earlier, you know, initially, when I started doing this work, you know, I had, a, I have a lot of expertise in undergraduate admissions, in addition to medical school and other kinds of graduate programs, etc. And I recall, like early on, me sort of having this almost like scarcity mentality, right, of, boy, well, I should offer this and this and this because I don't want to miss this kind of customer and I don't want to miss this kind of student, etc. And I found that that was sort of taking my attention in different places. And also it didn't allow people who are seeking our services to understand what I was all about. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was um, it had the opposite effect. When you think you're missing out on something, you're actually putting yourself in a position where you actually do miss out on the things that you want. And and so I just encourage folks who, you know, are looking to, you know, develop a name for what it is that they do to develop confidence in in being niche. Right. I think you people talk about the riches are in the niches or like there are all these kinds of phrases out there. But I think a lot of us worry about sort of lowering our ceilings if we niche. And it's one of those things where you won't quite get it until you do it. But I think that level of focus is really important. And for me. Uh, what's been really valuable is not only niching in terms of like specializing in medical school admissions and doing that as as a bread and butter, but also in the way that we do our work. Like before, you know, for years, people are like, you got to do video, you got to do video. And I always thought that, you know, our, our blog can improve. And because our, our work is really nerdy, right? It's like it really right. benefits from like text-based content and sample essays and things like this. I was like, I want to basically eat all the meat off the bone with before we move on. So I've been, you know, the type of person who's like, let's master this, let's make sure it's great before we start spreading ourselves in different directions. So we still don't do social media and all this kind of stuff, but but really niching and becoming expert uh, in delivering your background and content in certain ways, but in, and also in certain fields, I think has been probably one of the biggest pieces of, of advice that I can give people. I, I love that you, you, you went that direction because while this is applicable to you know um, your your various area of expertise, uh, the concept of taking your niche to focusing down and then to allow yourself to not be emotionally tied to the either the things you're missing out on or the ceilings that you've created through the niche, because that is a principle that one all entrepreneurs need to know. Two, every business should be more aware of these concepts and 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 three I, I would go as far as to say like in any particular aspect of your life if you can boil it down to what the 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 essential needs and mission are then you will have a clearer and clarity is huge for business mm -hmm. but you'll have a clearer vision of what needs to be done how to do it mm -hmm. and so much more and i love that you've you've gone that direction because this conversation is vital to pretty much everybody mm-hmm yeah, totally true. You got to specialize, you know, you got to be known as the, the blank guy or the blank gal, you know, if you will. Otherwise, it's hard to differentiate. I, uh, I love that. Uh, given in my space as a motivational speaker, I, I, I can be known as a motivational speaker or I can be known as the guy that does mm -hmm. X, Y or X. Z. And I think that that's exactly 
extremely vital. Um, I, I, I love this concept and I'd love to dive deeper into it. I, I'd love to know from you, Shirag, what, What's, what's an action step that anyone can take based on the information that we've talked about today? What, what's something that they can take immediate action on and start applying towards their life, their business, their daily? Uh, pick one thing. Pick one thing. Like, like going off of what, we, what I just said, you know, I think it's, it's very easy to get, you know, blown by the winds, so to speak, about what you should do and chase this shiny object versus that shiny object. But I encourage people to pick one thing. Um, I don't care if that one thing is like an area of expertise. Like if you're looking to open like a kitchen store, like if you're going to specialize in knives or pan or like pick one thing and like really niche down in that thing. Or if it's in terms of content, whether you're going to do blogging or YouTube or social media or whatever, pick one thing and commit yourself to that thing. And, and that's what I encourage folks to do. So literally, the picking is the one thing that I encourage people to do uh, as, as an action step to get very clear. I mean, for me, uh, you know, the, the one thing, you know, that we are really focusing right now is on developing courses, um, you know, for our students, because, you know, we've done a lot, we've developed a lot of information that's out there for people in terms of blogs and videos and all that kind of stuff. And now it's thinking about, okay, and we've, you know, we deliver a great one-on-one -on -one service, but there are some folks who want it self-guided. So we're picking one thing. There are other projects we have in the background that we want to get started on, but right now it's just about developing these online courses. And, and so nerding out about that and thinking about what that experience is going to be like. And there will be other projects. There, there will always be something more to do. And there will always be someone saying, you got to do this because it worked for me. But there's, you know, there are more than there's more than one way to get to the end destination. So just focus on that one thing and become expert. Uh, I, I value what you said and I admire that because I, I, I agree with it wholeheartedly. And it is a refreshing reminder of what needs to happen in many of our lives and what mm -hmm. we do. Um, you mentioned you guys are moving into coursework and, and online courses. Um, you, 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 you mentioned the blogs and stuff that you've done for marketing in the past is a book or has a book been in your, uh, been in your, uh, past or, or, or history, um, publishing and so forth. Hmm. I haven't thought, you know, as far as the admissions process, uh, haven't thought too, too seriously about publishing a book. We're actually working on, uh, like book materials for test prep because we have a ton oh, cool. of guides on our website right. about how to you know, do well on the MCAT. We have essentially a book's worth, uh, hundreds and hundreds of pages of, of content. And that's something that we're currently working to, you know, to edit and put in InDesign and all these kinds of things that I don't really understand very well. Uh, right. but, uh, but as far as like the admissions process, perhaps down the line, you know, when we're thinking about how to reach more people uh, with the resources that we've put out. But um, but yeah, no current plans to do you know books outside of the MCAT prep. It see, it seems fitting, and uh, and I understand. Yeah, and, I could yeah. see it going in that direction at some point. You know what popped into my brain, and I'm just brainstorming randomly because we don't really <laughs> mastermind much on the show. But I I, I was thinking, man, like uh, BuzzFeed does a bunch of uh, um, you know those quizzes and things that, mm. that attract a lot of people, and I thought, wow, that'd be interesting. Uh, yeah. I'd want to know now, now that I take education a lot more seriously than I did when I was yep. actually in college. It'd be interesting to see, like, what would my projected SAT, ACT, what would that be now, now that I've grown up a little bit? But um, yep. it'd be interesting. But For sure.
Well, Shirag, I, I, I admire what you do. I, I'm grateful for the information you've shared with my listeners. Thank you for the simplicity and the directness that you've shared. And I think that that reminder is just so important. Um, and, and, and I want to send people your way if they're interested in learning more. Obviously, you guys have uh, a lot of success helping people get into that higher education. Um, from somebody who's observed my sisters go through the process of med school, I, I know that they, their placement was the most stressful part. The second mm-hmm. one was actually passing their courses and clinicals and uh, the, the the rest of it was easy for them because you know that's their focus and um, I want to send people your way and just make sure that they know that they can connect with you um, via and I think I spelled it right but you did I was reading it while you were speaking you got it right yeah yeah uh, I I try to I try to us, us weird last name type people we uh, we get each other we know how to spell I know. It. you're like is that a double M yes yeah, a double M is that a double, double yeah, yes double. I know we're paying particular attention we know the life <laughs> we sure do um, I want to invite my listeners you guys go and check him out visit his website www.shamasianconsulting.com and you can read the same bio that I learned more about him and how we connected and so much more. Um, if you are interested in any opportunities to uh, uh, get into the higher education processes, uh, this is a great consulting opportunity to learn more and to connect and just get the answers you need because I'm sure they're going to tell you, uh, yeah, it's it's important to uh, do exactly what it is you want. And, and Shrog is extremely personable and wants to meet you because that's his passion in life is to getting to know more and more people. Um out of curiosity, is there anything else you'd like to uh, point my listeners to share with them or provide any more information? Honestly, you've been so generous, John, in terms of, you know, providing this platform to to speak with folks. But no, really, if anyone wants to get in touch, they can just go to the site. There's a contact link at the top right corner of the page. Very, very visible. Uh, and I would love to help, you know, whatever people are looking to get into. I'd be happy to chat about it. Good, good. And I'm, I'm excited because um, something that you probably don't know, Shirag, and I should have told you before the show is, you know, the demographics of the, the audience of the show, um, about 60% women, about 40% mm. men, uh, mostly are, are entrepreneurs within the first three years of business. And, mm. um, and usually they're in that pivotal moment of, okay, we need to scale and move to the three to five year plan in business, or they're in that position where, I think there's a lot more I need to learn right now about what I'm doing and that yep. they seek the higher education. And so this is actually a really great niche mm. for my listeners to say, hey, this is an absolutely recommendable resource. And I highly, highly want to um, highlight that and send it, send them your way. So thank you, John. Thank you for sharing that with me. Absolutely. And I appreciate your time on the show today. And thank you for your interview. I look forward to connecting with you in San Diego soon. And we'll uh, do it. Looking forward to a really great uh, food recommendation. We'll do it. Come hungry, John. (laughs) I'm always hungry. I'm I'm an ex-athlete. So there you go. There you go. There you go. Shrog, thank you so much for your time. And uh, to my listeners, again, uh, everything you need is within you now. Just take the knowledge you've received today from Shirag Shamas Shamasian. There we go. Now I finally messed it up that I, uh, we've practiced it a couple of times. Uh, Take the time to uh, take immediate action on what you've learned. Go and connect with him, learn as much as you can and do all that you can to make yourself, uh, to, to uh, better yourself and improve in every area of your life. With that being said, this has been another awesome episode of the circle of knowledge podcast. Shirag, thank you again for your time. Thanks, John. See y'all. Yeah.